This Valentine's Day, Dunkin's got the perfect pairings to show your love. So get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte. Or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Dunkin' refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. The advice and opinions expressed by the host of Autism Live and her guests are meant solely as suggestion and should not be in any way construed as child-specific advice. Any choices you make in determining your child's treatment are completely at your own discretion. Welcome to Let's Talk Autism with Shannon and Nancy. And I am Nancy Allspaugh Jackson. And I'm Shannon Penrod. And thrilled, thrilled to be here. Programming note that we are pre-recording this the night before you're seeing it. So we did this last night on Wednesday. You guys will see it tomorrow on Thursday. And I'll be watching with you live. So if you're there, you can be chatting with me. Uh, go ahead and write into the chat right now. The show will premiere live on Autism Network and on Facebook and on YouTube and Twitter and about a dozen other sites. Traven can show those to you right now. And it will also podcast later on today to all the places that you get your podcasts. We are a free download. We supremely love it when you guys subscribe, when you comment, when you tell a friend about us by putting their name into the chat. We love it when you review us on iTunes. I said this the other day. It's the highest most prized thing that you can do for any podcast is to subscribe and to do a review for us on iTunes. So love it when you guys do that because it means that more people find us. We are a free resource and, and so we appreciate doing that. Uh, and I, I don't know if I left something else out, but we hope that you guys will write in and participate. We do listen to the things that you guys say in the chat, even though we're not live right now, I'll respond in the chat if you have a question or an update. We've got great guests today too, oh, Nancy. Do two powerhouse women, Shannon. Yes. Really, I read their bios and I'm like, good I'm, Lord. I know. What have they not done, right? It and, just made uh, me tired. I wanted to go back to bed. I was like, I can't. <laughs> I know. We've worn out reading their bios, but amazing women. So we're going to talk to them about the Magalam Community Circle, which is just an amazing resource for our young adults and teenagers on the spectrum that we want our community to know about. So many programs, classes, special events. So we're going to be talking to them a little bit later after we get to in the news, right, Shannon? Absolutely. So uh, let's start with, and I, and I mentioned this slightly on yesterday's show, but our beloved Amy Schumer ha is in the news again, and we just absolutely love her, and we love her take on autism. We love that she's a positive force and speaks out about how much she loves her husband and that, that his traits on the spectrum are why she loves him, not in spite of it. I mean, it's just rah, rah, Amy, all the way for that. They have a child now and their child is two and a half. And in a recent interview, uh, some the, the reporter asked Amy how she felt about the p possibility that her child might be on the spectrum. And I loved almost 100% of her answer because she talked about not being afraid, not being fearful, loving him for who and how he is and said, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But the thing that has us all in a flare, like the entire autism community had a meltdown when this hit the airwaves yesterday. Can you guess why, Nancy? Do you, do you want to share with everybody why? Because uh, she's... She says that if, uh, that you know, she doesn't think that kids get diagnosed until around six or seven. Right, which I know. I was shocked at that. Um, yeah. Six or seven. I know. I don't know where she gets that number. Because... Do you know where she got that number from? Because statistically, that is the average age that someone gets a diagnosis. But that's 
that's like the number that we all cringe when we hear that because that means that there because remember that there are people who are getting their diagnosis now at 45 or 52 but right. that's because those 52 year olds have been averaged with all of the two and a half year olds who get diagnosed so i could see where if she googled that and said oh the average age is that but that's not that that number is useless to people exactly it's that's not the thing to follow yeah, Shannon, hopefully people have corrected her on this, and um, she now has been set straight that they can diagnose as early as even a year and a half, yeah. certainly by two. Uh, one of my greatest regrets is that my son was not diagnosed correctly till he was four and did not start receiving services till he was four and three quarters, and I'm telling all of you listening out there if you you know as early as you think you might see something go get an assessment done right away the earlier the better take it from me as somebody who's lived it and you know i'm a, i'm in the, on the same page with you that i consider myself very lucky because my son got a diagnosis at two and a half but I, I mourn the half year when I, I wasn't, I was standing in line and I didn't know which line to get in um, because I think everyone, and I, I really honestly do hope and pray that Amy saw everybody saying, no, 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 you got to do this now. But I hope and pray that she knows that it's because early intervention is what's shown to be the most effective at not changing him. We want to make sure that Amy knows they're not going to change anything about him. They're just going to be able to identify that he's going to learn in some very different ways and that we would want to change some of our teaching strategies to help him to be able to learn in the way that's right for him, which is not going to be the same as anybody else, um, that it's got to be very individualized according to him. I sort of wish that everybody got taught that way instead of these puppy mills that we have where we send kids all to kindergarten and we see what sticks and then we decide well it didn't stick with this child so let, now let's pull them over and evaluate them and see what learning less i wish that all of our kids got individualized teaching because the world would be a better place but the fact remains that is not the thing and if your kid does need that individualized education plan you're even Amy Schumer is going to have to fight for it. Um, so right. and we hope that she's gotten the message. You know, Shannon, I was kind of like, well, wow, good for her. I don't know that I could be that positive about the possibility that my child could be, have autism. She did say um, having a child with severe autism is beyond my imagination difficult. So thank you for saying that, Amy, because I'm glad you acknowledge that. It's not yeah. all, uh, you know. Yes. Rainbows and unicorns. And no, as yeah, no, I know. I was, I, you've accused me before of thinking that it's all farting rainbows. It isn't. <laughs> uh, so there's even Nancy, there's a chapter in my book that, that, that uh, is titled farting rainbows because of you. Okay. Uh, great. So, great. <laughs> but anyway, uh, moving on to our next story, which boiled my blood a little bit. Uh, we, we've got someone who has put a claim against a company called Castle Branch, claiming that they discriminated against them because they disclosed their autism diagnosis. Yeah, and I don't know. It says Castle Branch is a screening company, I don't, screening firm. I don't know quite what that means. I know they're based in Wilmington, North Carolina, which is very close to where I was born, which is Salem. I know Wilmington well. Uh, I'm not quite sure what Castle Branch does. It's a document uh, screening. Document screening? Okay. Yes. Um, and Ariel Whitaker is the person who is suing Castle Branch in federal court. And she claims that uh, they discriminated against her. And she, re she had requested to work from home for medical reasons, according to the lawsuit. And they placed her on a 30-day performance improvement plan, citing unprofessional communication on their instant messaging platform. So here's the thing that really tears my ticket is that she says that when she was placed on the improvement plan, that she asked for a couple of things. She said, can you please tell me what I did that was wrong in this communication? And um, because... 
part of this diagnosis that I have says that I have a social deficit and that learning this is going to be a little bit you know, more arduous for me, it's going to be quicker than maybe it would be if you just handed this guideline to someone else. Can you assign me someone that I work with that before I push send on an instant message, I could have the potential to run it by them? And the company, I I think on the first one, claims that she never asked for direction about what she did that was wrong or how to fix it. But they do say that she did ask for someone to help her and that it was over the top. It would be too arduous for them that they couldn't, they, as a company, they don't have the bandwidth to do that. And, and I hope that, uh, in court, everybody sees through this and says, this is not appropriate. Um, the whole thing, um, is suspect to me. And at this point, Based on this article, uh, I would say Ms. Whitaker has a great case against this company, Castle Branch. And can I say that I I have been fortunate enough many times, uh, especially in the last 10 years, to be in a position where I was working alongside and with individuals who are on the autism spectrum. And I want to say that a lot of it was perfect and wonderful and fabulous and above and beyond. Uh, but certainly some of it, we ran into difficulties. There were things where we had to communicate and say, oh, you know what? For our work environment, we would want to change this a little bit and then go to the person and say, what do you need? How can we do something different? What information would you like to have? As as I am want to say, we had to communicate our tuchuses off and, and it forced us to be better. It, it, across the board, it forced us to be better. And I, I'm not going to sit here and say to anybody that we did it perfectly because I don't believe in that. But if, if companies aren't willing to start to do this, uh, I fear for these people because it's going to bite them in the tuchus, Um, because people are going to start saying, we don't want to use your service. But not only that, statistically, let's be honest here. All the people that are saying that, oh, no, she didn't ask for us for that and, and we can't do that, they're going to know and love somebody who's on the spectrum very soon, if not already. And when their loved one enc- encounters that, they're going to have to stop and go, oh, wait a second, I'm a part of the problem. Right. Instead, I just hope everybody learns. That's just uh, where, where I think we're both coming from. Yeah. And then our last story touched my heart. I, me it made too. Cry. It was me so too. beautiful. Um, my understanding is that this actually happened last summer or last okay. early fall. Okay, it's on um, USA Today. USA yeah, Today. But USA Today just put it out the other day, but it's been on many other sites. Because when I went back and started looking, because just so you know, Nancy, I was asking, I, I'm already reaching out asking if they would like to be on the show. Fantastic. But we're talking. Right. We're talking about Jonah and Sam Waldron brothers. And recently one of the brothers was getting married. Um, Jonah was getting married and he asked his younger brother, Sam, who happens to be on the spectrum to be his best man. And Sam, of course, wanted to do that and worked with his dad on a speech and then got up to speak at the wedding. And there's a recording of it and get out, not, not one hanky, not five hankies, get them all out because you will lose your mind. Am I wrong, Nancy? Oh, it's so wonderful. And uh, Jonah and his beautiful wife um, both have their handkerchiefs out because Sam just brought everybody to tears. And he was funny, too, I have to say. He had some really great great zingers here. So you can see this online. We urge everybody to take a look at it. And what I love, too, about this story is that Jonah was inspired to become a special education teacher because of Sam. And um, just all around a feel-good story. So oh. look it up and, and watch this speech. It's so heartfelt and so wonderful. And and one of my favorite parts, I mean, because you sit, you you see Sam talking, and he he does such a beautiful job, and you see Jonah's reaction, but then you see the bride, as you said, get out her hanky because she's crying, and it just became very evident that. I, you know, I always say siblings are the best people on the face of the earth, that they learn 
how to be better people because they're there with their siblings and, and that's what they learn. But, you know, you sometimes worry about when they go to get married and will their significant other understand it and get it. And it, and it looks like in this case that Madison really does. And yeah, that does. made my heart soar. I was, I was so thrilled for that. I hope they're all exceptionally happy and we're reaching out trying to get them on the show. So that's our right. news today, but do check I that. Forgot I wanted to show something. Wyatt, oh my gosh. Yes. yes. Wyatt painted this last night in about an hour. Another cow. He loves to paint cows. And uh, this is his second cow painting. And uh, Shannon, this sold to somebody you know, C.C. Dillon. So Cindy, who used to be our uh, production assistant on the show, I saw that on Facebook she was uh, all a Twitter about it, not to mix metaphors here, but that she super duper loved it. And Cindy, uh, who you know, was amazing on our show and, and worked so hard. And I miss her so much. She has gone on though, you know, she got her advanced degree and now she's a counselor for drug and alcohol. And she has her new office and she's decorating her office. So I love that Wyatt's painting is going to hang there. I'm sorry. You were going to say she has a son on the spectrum. Yes. And uh, he's now no longer testing on the spectrum. He had Asperger's and she said he no longer uh, qualifies as being on the spectrum, but she went through. So she identifies in so many ways. And what I love is when Wyatt's artwork finds a home where people love the backstory. Uh, and, and can I tell you, and, and not to get too emotional about it, that Cindy's son who uh, was diagnosed as, you know, being on the spectrum is now serving in our military. Oh, and wow. and it was standing by every day and may potentially be going overseas. So, you know, keep keep a good thought for, for Cindy okay. and her family about that. Um, he's an incredible young man and serving our country bravely. Uh, but I wanted to say, Nancy, if you would show the painting again uh, it's and, and try to hold it still. So because the, the camera has to focus on it. I don't know if you guys can tell that the cow has this very interest, like there's so much personality in the face of the cow. Put it all on her for a second, Traven, so that we can see the cow uh, bigger up. He just has this, he's, his head is cocked to the side and he has this look on him. And I, all I could think the first time I saw it was, is, is Wyatt painting from memory sometimes or is no, this is from a photograph? I love it. Well, he captured that cow's expression and I was going to keel over and die if he'd done it from memory. Cause look at even the shadow on that is just crazy good. So I love that it's already sold. Will you do us a favor and every week will you show feature a painting for us? Yes, I will do that. Because uh, I love, love, love this. And and now if people want to see more of his paintings and maybe somebody out there is like, look, I need to have one of these paintings because I think everybody feels that way. How how would we look at more paintings and potentially purchase Nancy? They can go on his Facebook and Instagram pages, which are yart underscore autism and okay. yart autism. Both of them are yart autism. They'll find him under there. Okay, so W-Y-A-R-T. A-R-T. Underscore autism. Okay. Brilliant, brilliant painter. You put up one the other day that has been my favorite for the longest time. The one that he did that was is mixed media. Yeah. And uh, did Shades. somebody buy? I'll show Shades. that next week. I'll show it did next somebody week. somebody buy that yet? Not yet. All right. Well, I'm going to have to get into bidding war here. Because <laughs> uh, I, I, I got a new office that I'm moving into because we're getting All back right. in the studio. So anyway, we have guests that are waiting and oh, I can't wait take to us the rest of the show it. just to read their resumes. Okay. I'm just going to kind of go straight from the resumes here because there's so much. Oh my gosh. These women have done so much. Violet Sasson. She is the founder, and I think I'm pronouncing it correctly, Shannon, Madalam Community Circles. She's the founder of it. She's the proud mother of Yaren, who is diagnosed with autism at two years old. As a young mother, Islet took it upon herself to be Aaron's advocate by giving him a safe and welcoming space into the world. And she looked for ways to integrate him with different programs, which is how Magalam was born. Um, she 
is involved with many uh, local special needs programs. She's been invited several times to be a keynote speaker at charity events like the Jewish Federation of Los Angeles and the Scouts. She graduated from Tadmor Hotelier School in Israel, as well as has an accounting degree and was a teacher at Shabbat of Agura for nine years. And we're going to hear how she is not only a champion to yard, she has four children, Shannon. I want to know how she does that yes. and does all this. So that's uh, Islet. Uh, her partner, Rachel Wiseman, is the CFO and COO of Megalum. And she was so touched and moved by Islet's life story, she was excited to apply her business sense to the endeavor. And uh, at age 10, Rachel became a certified counselor and organized weekly meetings and activities for kids in her community. She was a lieutenant in the IDF. Uh, she managed a special army program, helping struggling women acquire a profession, guiding them to a better place in society. She has a degree in physical education and she's raised two wonderful daughters. And uh, we're excited to hear about her um, involvement with Magalam. So welcome to the show, ladies. Do we have them there? There we yes, are. Pilot. Thank you for hosting us. Hi, guys. So thrilled that you are here. Do we also, is is it Rachel or Raquel? Rachel. Rachel. Is Rachel here too, Traven? Do we have Rachel yet? She's in the waiting room, I know. Uh, she's there. We're not seeing her camera. So um, Tra Traven's going to work with her to, I see that she's there, but we don't have her her camera feed. Uh, so we'll see if we can get that working. But let's let's go ahead with you, Islet. While... Yes, let's talk with, are we pronouncing it correctly, first of all, Magalan? So my name is Ayelet. Ayelet? Ayelet, and the organization name is Magalim Community Service. Magalim. Magalim. And what, what does that mean, Ayelet? Magalim in Hebrew, it's circles. Okay, great. Circle. And tell us what tell us what Magalim community circles, what their mission is. Um, we have a few missions. We have uh first of all that our kids will be acknowledged in the community. So we are big in inclusion. So everything that we do, we do it with the community. So either with teenagers or with Friends that are coming and participating in classes and events. This is one thing that's very important to us. The second thing is that, like every second mom will tell you that they want to break the glass walls. They want their kids to, that everyone will know that they exist. The fact that they are very quiet and sometimes nonverbal, like my son, that mean that they're not here and I want everyone to know that they are taking a very big part of growing up with the rest of the people here. So being a part is very important to us. And great. We have Rachel with us now. And Rachel, we're going to get to you in a minute. Um, and I want to know, ladies, uh, you know, one of the things that we, we, your stories are so inspirational, but one of the things we read was that Rachel was so inspired by your story, Ayelet that uh, that she had to be involved with this. So tell us a little bit about your story and your son and how um, things going on with your son inspired you to do what you're doing. Uh, first of all, um, Yarin, my son, yesterday, not yesterday, the day before, March 6th, turned 26. Mm. So um, we opened... We started the organization five years ago when Yarin turned 21 and we finished high school. And I was with uh, with Rachel, my partner, on a hike and I was telling her that I'm very concerned about what's going on now. Like what happened when they done high school? What's out there in the community waiting for them? And I didn't have any answer because I think all the day programs and the, the other programs are a little bit challenging for us because my son is low function, non-verbal, needs an aid all day. Like I wasn't in a place that I can count on someone to do what we are doing. 
So I expressed my worries to her and I told her that I that my goal is to open something for him and for friends like him. And she said, you know what? Let's do it. And we had another person with us and it was like from bringing it to verbalizing it to Rachel and she has this charm to take things and to make it happen. And here we are five years after. Rachel, can we clone you? <laughs> yes. so welcome but what an amazing person talk to us about what it was that you heard and saw that made you go yes uh you know what it's um first of all ayelet is such an inspiring person uh without her you know her life story she's a, she's a unique person uh, you will always see her with smile always hear like positive attitude so with that said um, seeing her um, cope with raising a child and hearing the issue and I was in a time in my life where I was like okay I want to do something else you know I got to the age that the girls are older, the business is established, and I'm looking for something else to do. And with my background, little bit of business and education, um, I decided that's it, you know, let's let's make a difference. And with, with a, just an army of volunteers that we have in the community, it was really possible. And we are still, in, we are still you know, every, every year we have a different goal. And every year we're trying to reach that goal. So with small steps, we are really making a huge things in the community. And when you say the word Magalim in the community, it just, you want to be, it just amazing to see so much love that we get, so much support. It's like, it's amazing. Uh, so it was really easy and easy things, you know, to to go with with a yellow life dream, it's a dream that was uh, was born not because it was, you know, it, it because of the necessity that to bring some solution uh, to all these amazing special needs uh, kids and to to do something to include them, uh, integrate them with with the community to create social event for them just to break this loneliness that they're facing all the time and to be included in events that there wasn't something like that before Magalim was uh, founded. Yes, I can attest to how much joy the kids get out of the events. My son went to the Valentine's dance party a couple oh. of weeks ago and he absolutely loved it. It was such a well-run event. I mean, I can't say enough about your volunteers and the people that work with you. It was really marvelous. Um, it, it's electrifying. A it, person, you know what? We are. We tried so many times, Ayelet and I and other volunteers, to describe exactly what's going on in an event. And it's just hard to find the word to describe what's going on, the, the atmosphere, the Really, the love that is going on and the, the happy smiles that you have on the kids, that the shiny eyes, it, it's just something that you cannot really um, describe in words. You have to be there to feel um, the electrifying atmosphere that there is inside this room. It's fantastic. I just begrudgingly took away from the kitchen table the uh thing that he made for me. It was so creative with a CD and a paper plate and hearts and um, that he made for me for Valentine's Day. So I just, I can't say enough good things about it. We Tell have, us about, by the way, we have such a beautiful picture with your son. I know. I got some of them, Ayelet. You, no, uh, no. But uh, did you get the whole album? Yes, I did. Thank you so much for that. I can't believe in addition yeah. to everything else you've done, you've got, you captured those wonderful moments. Can you tell us about some of the regular classes and programs that uh, Magalim holds? Yes. So uh, during the week, we have 
every day almost a class like Monday we have art Tuesday we have volleyball that play with professional two uh, two professional uh, coaches and with them there are teenagers from the community that coming to just volunteer and be them so um, Wednesday and Thursday was cooking and baking that it's now on hold until we will find the facility to do that. Uh, we used to have a place that unfortunately with COVID they had to shut down. Saturday we have a nice great Zumba class and it is at a dance studio. On Sunday we have a musical class that it's an amazing amazing uh, 13 teens that took themselves either with an instrument or with their voices or just bringing together their their um, abilities and bringing we are now creating a show for them that we will talk a little bit further after I will keep telling you the whole classes we have. Um, we have another class uh, that it's in a private gym. It's a workout class. Um, with that being said, we have once a month another baking class. Um, and I hope that I'm not missing anything. Once in a while we do lecture for parents or any kind of a activity that, that it's not on a typical... Um, I want to know more about those special events because that Valentine's Day dance sounds like it was absolutely amazing. Do you guys do regular sort of special events? Yeah, uh, once a month we have a party that's coming up this Sunday. We have a carnival party. So it's amazing just to see the, you know, it's, this is the party. Thank you for bringing the flyer. Yes. Um, and it's amazing to see that we are just throwing the question to our volunteers who is taking upon himself to run this um, event. Like every month, a few other people joining and taking upon themselves to run the, the, the show. And it, it's absolutely amazing. And the, it's all volunteers. And the kids are coming to this event. You see them like in a different light. You see them at the day, how they are. You know, their routine. And when they walk into the place that we do it every time, it's like a different personality. And there is a greeter in the in the front greeting them and giving them the sticker with their name. And they walk in to see so many loving people that are just waiting for them, just waiting to dance with them, to share their love with them, to just give them an attention and love. That's it. Uh, my dog wants to be on the Sorry. Yeah. Okay. You can see. You like dogs. Oh, how beautiful. How pretty. Yeah. So, so this, I'm telling you, the events are, it, it's like magic. It's like Rachel described it. The posture of the kids. Start with this. When they walk in and just seeing them on the dance floor. And after that, seeing them socializing holding hands, like, where is the autism? Where, where is this bubble that usually puts them so lonely? Here you see them and the volunteer is like a bridge. He's holding one hand here and one hand here, and then he puts them together and dance with them. So for a second or a minute or, or an hour and a half that the party is on, there's no autism. Everyone can do whatever he wants. Jump like a, a kangaroo. Make sounds like a, a cow. Whatever. It's amazing, really. I'm, I'm telling you. I don't know who is winning who here. If we, the volunteer, or them, the participants. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I actually had a friend that saw Wyatt at the Valentine's event and said to me, He's so social and friendly. And I thought, well, it must have been the environment and the atmosphere. Yeah, it is. It is. Yes. Yeah. Now, tell we us have... about, you know, you talk about how the kids changed. What What do you see as some of the impact you have witnessed as the result of the programs? Um, I will tell you, for sure, more social skills, more friends. 
Um, from my personal experience, I learned and know so many people that attending as volunteers and becoming friends of us that open life for my son. Now he's, he's 26 and he's not going to any day program, but he's going every day to at least one or two businesses to volunteering. So the people that we got to know from Agalim opened their doors to young adults with special need to come volunteer in their business. This is one very, very important thing that I had in mind when we opened Magdalene, that people will know Yarin, people will know Wyatt, that people will know Tomer, with so many, and Amit, and, and Noah, and so other friends of us that are dealing with what's going to happen with them later on in life. Uh-huh, I'm, I'm looking at that right now, Ayelet. You know, Wyatt is 20, and as so many of us parents dread what they call falling off the cliff or from classroom to couch, we live in fear of that time. Yeah. I'm already <laughs> trying to figure out what's going to happen to Wyatt, you know, investigating day programs and looking at activities. But it is, it's a very fearful time, isn't it? Yes, it is. And because Yarin needs a one-on-one 24-7, I need to find him the places that I know who is hiring him or making him volunteer. And I know where he's going. And I know that he's not with a group of five or six kids that is more stressful for him. Like, you know, each child or each young adult, is not child anymore, has his own needs. And I think us mom, moms know the kids and their needs. And if we can build them some kind of a safety environment, I'm blessed to, to do that. And with the cooperation of the community and Rachel and, and other people that joined Magalim, it's it, it making it happen, you know? It, it's just, I know that in the future, God forbid that I won't be here, I will have some kind of a platform that he will know what to do. He will know where he's going. I'm not alone. And this is what I want to create also for the moms, that they will have some kind of a channel between them that can discuss um, issues that we want to raise in Magalim that will maybe live together in the future. Like, to really buy a house together, let's make it happen. They need to leave the house in a, like he's 26. Hold him here forever, but it's not fair for my younger kids. I have four. I know. I I cannot believe you have four children. How do you do it? I just for you know, I can imagine having one special needs child. How do you do it with four children, one with special needs? You know, I'm juggling all day and two of my kids were on an IEP all their life. But I wanna take the the time that we have and to tell you about amazing things that are going on in Magalim that you will be aware and share. So, Rachel, you want to tell them about the musical production? Sure. So, just a little bit about... Um, I wanted just to add a few words about our monthly events. So, just imagine that, you know, every every end of, like, Tower June, we look at the calendar, we look at the date, and then we have... We mark already 10 dates for main uh, events and every every month is a different event, totally different from the other, different teams. And in general, every event we have dance. So we have a live DJ, we have uh, dancers, that the uh, professional dancers that will come and lead the dance. And in addition to that, we have the team of the event, whether it's a carnival, whether it's a love to dance, whether it's a festival of light, really every month it's a, it's something different. And we the volunteers work so hard; it's lots of work to plan it and and you know bring it to life. So that's something that uh, I would like also to thank all the Magali volunteers for doing a fabulous uh, job and giving so much from their heart. It's it just there is no word uh, to really come and thank them. As uh, as for the upcoming event, uh, so we have um, 
on Sunday, um, the carnival and, and a dance party as well. And uh, the following month we have on April, April 3rd at 5 p.m. We are going to have a musical performance. Oh, thank you for the flyer. Uh, so as you see, we have uh, 12 musical stores. This is how we call them in Magalim, they are. Um, so uh, we have them. In addition, we collaborate with uh, local um, musical professional musicians who comes every week and work with these kids. So if we have 12 kids in the class, so we have six volunteers who will come and work with them. And it, the ages could be, you know, 40 years old, or it could be a 30, 13 years old who will come and, and play the drums and help with creating this uh, musical. Uh, they worked uh, before COVID and they were ready for a show. And then we end up, you know, everything was uh, closed down. So they didn't end up uh, really performing. But since uh, September, they're really working up again and, and doing, you know, giving so much of themselves um, for, you know, to be able to shine on the stage and, and to show their abilities. And this is one of the most amazing things that I learned through knowing what, what's autism, what's the disabilities and what, and, and there's so much ability with each child, which is, you know, uh, for people who are not aware, uh, it, it's really sometimes even a shock because you don't really expect that. So we have, for example, we have uh, an amazing, amazing performer. She, she's uh, about 14, 15 years old already. And she is the soloist of this show. And you will see her uh, wandering all around. And once she gets the microphone, she is focusing on the task. And she's singing like, you know, my... My skin is with chills just from her voice. And this is something that everyone must come and see what's going to be on stage. And we are so excited about that. It's going to be in, uh, in uh, Madrid uh, Performing Arts Center in Canoga Park on April 3rd. Um, and in addition to that, we're going to have guest dancers. One of them is deaf totally deaf and he's able to communicate with his partner and to dance and this is this is showing abilities over the the disability over overcoming the disability and this is something going to be really one of a kind and everyone is so excited about that uh the next uh, i think um we have another event that is also special because it's a collaboration with another organization. Uh, it's going to be ATV, lots of fun, an outdoor event. And this is going to be a real excitement uh, for the whole family with barbecue and it's lots of volunteers. So that's going to be a very fun event as well. I want to add something. Um... This is, I believe, the second or the third year that we are doing it with them. And a lot of our friends own an ATV. So what we are doing is um, they are bringing their tools. We are inviting the participants. They are taking them on the ride with the ATV. It's so much fun. And, it's, you know, a lot of excitement and the adrenaline. It's like, wow. Wow dirty and dust and but it's so much fun to be in nature and then when we finish this there is like a huge um a table with barbecue and and a lot of really food and love and and dancing and dj and fun and love really I, i'm putting an, a lot of effort to and to to make people understand that this is Magalim, this is the circles, this is the holding hands of the community and our kids. And this is what warms my heart all the time. Yes. Well, I think it warms all of our hearts, but I think at this point, all of our viewers want to know, where is this happening? Like, is this only in Southern California? 
And and if it is, let's first start by letting people in Southern California know how can they get a hold of you? How can they get more information? But then I want to ask if 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 there are people that are in other places in the world who look at this, what you're doing and say, hey, you've already found this formula. We want to duplicate it if you're thinking at all about that. But let's start with locally. How do people find you? Uh, I can I can tell about that. So basically, we are young, uh, five years. We don't have our own facility. This is something that we surely looking for the one or two um, <laughs> with little pocket and big heart uh, to help us uh, have our own place. Uh, right now, we uh, juggle between facilities uh, we rent. So it's something that it's really, this is one of our um, goal. It's actually our immediate goal to find a place where we can bring back our cooking and baking classes and, and just have everything under one roof. Um, to create to create a center. Yeah, to create a center, exactly. And uh, as for, if I think Ayelet can mention um, about uh, the one that do not live here and really learn about how we work and uh, we help them. Can you tell about uh, Atlanta? Yeah, so um, three years ago, we were reached out by a nice lady that wanted to open Magalim in Atlanta. And we helped her establish um, something similar. We were too young to, to duplicate ourselves to another facility from two people that working here in my house and Rachel in her house. It was hard to run both. So we gave her the tools. We, we are here to support with everything that she needs. And she took it and, you know, amazing. They have in Atlanta her organization that try to copy what we are doing and again they're doing amazing really most of the information that uh, people are looking for can be reached on the website so maagalimcircles.org is the website and hopefully in the future we will have a physical center that everyone can just come raise the glove if they want add something of their own we are here the platform is here i'm always telling parents that if they want to raise the glove and to start something to if their kid like basketball and they want to open a basketball team we are here to help them we have a 501c3 the nonprofit. we can help them put it out there in the community to find volunteers to come but we need the parent to work on that because, again, it's only us volunteers. Hard, and the fa the Facebook and the Instagram are two stages that we are always trying to put stuff out there. But I think this is the main the the website. The website is very Rachel is the one that runs the website. She's doing an amazing job. Yes, what is the website where people can find you? MagalimCircles.org. And for those that are listening in podcasts, a lot of our viewers are listeners. They're listening in their car or on a walk. So Magalim is spelled M-A-A-G-A-L-I-M. So it's M-A-A-G-A-L-I-M circles.org. Circles, plural. So um, you guys will definitely want to check that out. I just think it's amazing what you guys are doing. Uh, and for so many people who are out there and feel like the answer isn't there, we always tell them here on the show, first go look and see if somebody's already doing the thing that is your dream. And if they aren't, then think about partnering with someone else and making it, exactly. which is what you did. Yes. Or approach us with an idea and maybe we can, you know, help and, and make it uh, happen. There you there go. Is, uh, we have a, a mother of one of uh, Magalim kids who she was actually was the one who raised the glove and started teaching cooking. So that's one example. Right. 
And I understand from looking at your website, you guys are always looking for volunteers, people to come in and be partners at uh, with the people who are participating with the events and teachers to come and teach things like cooking. If, if somebody wants to volunteer their time, how would they go about doing that? Website. Website. Yes. It's under the about. There is, uh, they, they can join the two ways. So basically, I think the first thing intuitively is go look for activities that you like and you see, okay, I like Zumba, I like dancing. I will click on volunteer dancing Zumba class. And then you just go through the process of telling who you are and then you register and then you come to the class. So the same is for the event. Events, anything that you see, just go to the event page and just click register whether you are a participant or whether you are a volunteer. And we have a donate button for the one who want to donate as well. We love that too. Nancy, I want to know, how did you first find out about this to take Wyatt to the Valentine's Day dance? Who told you? Well, I have a group of uh, moms that are in the autism community. And one of them texted me with the event and said, we're going, how about you? And there were about eight moms on the thread and a lot of us sent our kids. And I had actually, I believe, met Ayelet at uh, a party of one of these moms a couple of years ago. And Yaren was in uh, swimming at Agora High with Wyatt. So Wyatt used to see him on Sunday. So it's a tight-knit community of our special needs moms, right, Ayelet? Yeah. And we all share information, so I was fortunate enough to hear about it. I was telling you yesterday that the best information that I got in life was only from parents, one to another. And, you know, the either the state or the regional center or other organization that is out there for us, not really reaching out and telling us. It's something that we need all the time to just find. And, and this is it, it itself work just to do this Googling all the time. And when another thing is that when, when families are coming to our events, there is um, a side a hall that had chairs and tables and you see the parents that doesn't need to be all the time with their kids sitting there and talking. They have an hour and a half to themselves just to, you know what, introduce themselves to one another, share information, uh, just be with themselves. Uh, I saw last time mom that brought a book, you know, uh, sometimes it's just to see them taking an hour and a half to themselves just to enjoy. And again, it's depend on the level of the kid. If there is a kid that needs, you know, full on board stuff on him, it's fine as well. You know, they, they can dance with them on the dance floor. It's very open. There's no rules. This is what nice. You can do really whatever you feel like doing. You feel like dancing, dance. I'm telling moms sometimes, just join us and jump. Hear the music and jump. It's like some kind of a release. You know, one can take a book and do the meditation. And for me, I need music. I need dancing. This is what recharging me. I need people. So just by that, create some kind of an energy that makes you feel good. I love that you brought up that not everybody's going to need the same thing and that if somebody needs support, that the support is welcome. But I'm, I'm guessing that you, that if somebody needs full on support, they should bring their support with them. Is that right. correct? Right. Yes. We your, do events, your events allow an aide or a parent to come with the child. Is that correct? Yes. Before COVID, we allowed everyone to join, but now we are trying to limit the number. We we started with 30, we raised it to 50. Now when the everything is a little bit better, now it will be 60, but not more than that. We closed the registration. We were sold out last time. And you know, at the door, we let, there's no coming at the door. There's no, but there was like a, a brother like two, two siblings of the same family that miscommunicated themselves. So we allowed him, but 
60 is the top that limit that we are putting because we are still in a, some kind of COVID restrictions, even less or more, but we need to take care of our kids, yes. Yes, and this is at this current facility that you're renting. What city is that based in? Woodland Hills. Woodland Hills, okay. Well, that's pretty central. Uh, pretty remarkable, but your dream would be to have your own place. That's your own center. And, and as I think you said, Rachel, you need someone with a big, uh, a, a big heart and a big wallet. Was that what you said? It could be many, <laughs> <laughs> it could be many with uh, medium size or, you know what we learned basically Magalim, we are funded just by, um, people like us in the community one Mm -hmm. you know subscribe for 18 dollar or 10 dollar a month and one you know comes to the gala or the other contributes x in addition to the tickets or but this is this is where we get uh, our funds we don't have any any other source for 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 you know for money and 100% what's what's unique about Magalim community circles is like uh, unlike many other nonprofit organizations, we really run by volunteers. Um, Ayelet and I, we, we don't get any paycheck, nothing. It's all of our hours and, and all of our volunteers are purely 100% volunteers. And uh, so that's the nice thing that all of the money that donated, contributed to Magalim goes to the kids. And, uh, you know, with all the magic that we do, we still need some more money in our bank account in order to, to go to the next step and have a facility and, and offer more program for the kids during the morning time. And even in the evening, you know, they can come in the evening and just, just think about that. From after dinner, they can come, watch movie, popcorn, play a few games together and, and go back home at nine o'clock. So that we have so many ideas, but we don't have the facility yet. So right now we're just doing magics from from whatever we can do. So that's something that will be amazing. If we I want to add something, I was sorry, add something. Um, Having the center, my next dream is to open a day program. So for them to come learn skills and then to commute with the um businesses out there that we will work with them let's say some business needs sorting we will let them sort and bring it to the business like some kind of a bridge again between them and the community and at the day program they can do so much we are thinking of baking cookies and selling them at the market like my dreams are in uh, somewhere in the sky like i'm not i'm all day I have so many things that I'm planning. We have, by the way, another event coming up. We don't have a date yet, but um, I am going to participate in a marathon, 10K, and all my friends want to do, um, to collaborate with Magalim. Each runner will take a special need or a team with special abilities, and we run with him some kind of a path that we will create for them. So we will win this together. You know, it will be so amazing. We have so many things planned ahead of us that, wow, I can sit here and talk to you forever. Uh, And we could talk to you forever, but we are out of time. But I want to say this, you know, our um, Autism Live is now a part of the Autism Network. And we're about to move into our new studio facilities next month. And I want to partner with you. Let's find some, we're going to be having some interns and we're going to be having some people on the spectrum working with us and we'll let's, let's work together and, you know, maybe have uh, a day where they get to come and visit and see the studio and uh, see if anybody is excited or interested because we're very hardcore about making sure that, 
whenever we have a piece of art now on the show or have an opportunity to hire somebody that we're hiring people on the spectrum, even, you know, that our interns that we're, when we're training people to do something with us, that we're only hiring people who are on the spectrum. So um, let's partner together. Let's work together. But we are out of time, but I want to thank you, ladies. I know Nancy feels the same way. Thank what you. amazing what, nice, women what dynamos you both are. You're both so inspirational. We thank really you. appreciate you joining us today and sharing your mission and your marvelous work with your organization. Thank, thank you for the Our own. Sorry. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Uh, and we've got just uh, 40 seconds here, Nancy. I do want to say that on Monday's show, you know, tomorrow on Fridays, we play uh, the best of, um, right. but then on Monday's show, we are welcoming for the first time in a couple of years, Dr. Jonathan Tarbox. Oh, I love Jonathan. Me. I know he's the bestest, right? I just was at a conference and got to sit on a panel with him and just to be able to sit next to him. I was like, oh, this is the best. He is uh, somebody who's a mover and shaker in the field of autism and can't wait to talk with him on Monday. It's the first time in a long time. He has his own playlist on our channel because he's done the show so many times before, but it's been a couple of years. So, and then on Tuesday, we'll have Dr. Doreen Grampiche back. And then on Wednesday, we have a whole host of things, but I can't, re- I can never remember that far ahead. Uh, but it's a big week next week, a very big week next week as we ramp up into April. So, Excited to be here with you, Nancy. Excited to be here with all of you, giving everybody a hug. We'll be back to, uh, tomorrow and, and certainly live on Monday. Until then, give yourselves a hug for me. Now, I give your kiddos you a do, hug. You, you do the kiddos. Give your kiddos a hug for me. And yourselves a hug for me. There we go. All right. Bye-bye for now. Bye. Bye-bye. This Valentine's Day, Dunkin's got the perfect pairings to show your love. So get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte. Or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Dunkin' refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer.